Welcome to installment 305 of Sefer Mitzvahs from the Rambam. Today's portion contains one commandment. We will continue our discussion of positive commandment 246, the law of Tain Venitin regarding financial disputes. The Rambam tells us that any case involving financial dispute between people, whether people agree, whether there is agreement or in between witnesses, or there is dispute between facts of the case or different claims, the, the resolution of all of these claims is under the purview of Positive Commandment 246. However, its expression in the Chumash has a very limited form. It derives from the book of Exodus, chapter 22, verse 8, which is referring specifically to a custodian or a watchman. And the verse states, I'll call Pesha on any case of suspected dishonesty where some object was lost. And the person, the watchman says, this is it. What does he mean, this is it? The Talmud explains that only this is what I owe you. For example, he has been entrusted to keep $100. Reuven claims he gave $100 to Shimon. And Shimon answers, No, Kihuze, this is all I owe you, only $50. This is what I owe you, but nothing more. This case, as the Mechilta explains, is known as a Meide B'miktas. The person partially agrees to the claim. He doesn't outright deny it, but he doesn't admit to the claim either. In such a case, the Torah tells us that he is required by biblical law to make an oath. He must hold a Torah scroll and swear that the other fifty dollars which he has claimed to own, he does not actually he claimed to, claim to owe. He does not actually owe that he only owes the fifty and no more. And as the Rambam tells us in his legal code, there are only three types of biblically required oaths. This one, a maidibamiktas, a person who partially admits the claim against him. A second case where there is aid echad, or one witness contradicting his testimony. And thirdly, any of the cases we discussed previously where a watchman claims that unavoidable damage has happened to the object which he is owning. Whether in, depending on whether he is a paid watchman or unpaid watchman, as we discussed previously in those specific laws. The details of this law are discussed in the third chapter of Baba Kama, chapters 1 and 8 of Baba Metziah, 5 through 7 of Shvuas, as well as throughout the Talmud. The importance of honest, just, and prompt legal decisions is, is stressed by our sages who inform us that the Jewish court, the Bezdin, is required to perform this mitzvah whenever possible. And if they do not, God forbid, fulfill this function, then churban ha'aret could result, a destruction of the land of Israel. Proper justice is important, not only for proper disposition of the individual case, but for the welfare of the entire Jewish people. We can see this in a story involving the famed Bach. The Bach wrote a well-known commentary on the legal code, the Tour. And one, one time the Bach was going to visit his equally or perhaps even more famed son-in-law, the Taz. And since this great scholar came to the community, the entire town came to welcome the Bach. However, one young scholar did not join everyone else in greeting him. The son-in-law, the Taz, went to this person. How could it be? Everyone's going to greet him, and you don't. And the young man said that he had been visited by Eliyohanavi, Elijah the prophet, who informed him that in the heavens the Bach had been placed under Cherem, in excommunication. 
What was the reason for this excommunication? The reason was that one time the Bach had traveled from one city to another, and a disagreement involved regarding a load of wood. One person claimed that the price they had agreed was three coins, and the other said it was three and one-tenth gold coins. And there was a dispute over one-tenth of a coin. And seeing the Bach traveling through their town, they asked him to adjudicate the case. The Bach asked how much money is under dispute, and they told him one-tenth of a coin. And the Bach answered, for that you're going to stop me from the middle of my trip? I'm not going to be involved in this litigation. And he continued on his way. However, in the heavens, this made a great impression. They say that the, the angels said that the Gemara tells us, our sages have passed on to us, that even a case involving slight financial loss should be treated as seriously as a very, very costly case. And the young man concluded that this is why Eliyahu Anavi told him he had been placed in excommunication, since he refused to judge on this case. The Taz went immediately to his father-in-law and asked him if such a thing had happened. And the Bach realized he had done the wrong thing and immediately requested to have the Echerim freed, that he would correct his ways. And immediately another rabbinic court was, was called to, to meeting and they annulled this excommunication. Afterwards, the Bach went to the young man that since the excommunication had been eased, he of course was eager to meet this great Torah scholar. And the Bach told him he was in the middle of writing his famous commentary, which later, the, the commentary known as the Bayez Chodesh, which later on became so famed that this itself became the name by which he is known. The Bach is actually not his name, but the name of the book he wrote, the commentary he wrote. Before publication, the Bach asked this young man, since obviously he was very learned and very holy, to look over the book. And the, and the, the scholar answered that he did not want to look at the book, not today and not even years from now. Why not, asked the Bach, and he answered, because I was able to see into the future, and I see that your, the whole purpose of your soul coming down to this earth is in order to write this book, and once you have finished this book and published it, your soul has no longer any reason to be on this earth, and you will die since you have completed the cause of your coming here. If so, said the Bach, why should I hold back its publication? The whole reason for my existence is to fulfill my purpose. If I must return my soul to heaven, having completed its, its mission, then I am ready and eager to do so. The scholar agreed, therefore, to look over the work, and after returning it to the Bach with his comments, it was published gradually beginning in 1631. The entire work was finally published with the last volume in 1640, and shortly thereafter the Bach passed away, just as the prediction of the young man had been since he had finished the job which he had in this world.